What if dinosaurs evolved from humans? What does an MP3 taste like? All of these questions you can find the answer to on, on this, this Paranormal, paranormal Life. Life. Yo! Hey everyone, welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week myself and this guy Kit Greer investigate a brand new paranormal case and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is truly paranormal! As you can tell guys, we are in a rush, so we do need to get to the end of the podcast as soon as possible. It's a double note. It's a double double note. Thanks for listening this week. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, Hopefully you uh, have listened before, and if you're a newcomer, then then welcome. Then off. Whoa, Listen, whoa, whoa, no, no, we've no. been going for three years. You've been ignoring no, no, no. us for three get, get, hey, straight years. Hey, you think hey, now hey, is hey, the time? To, just, I know no. you're trying to cut me off because I'm, I'm getting heated, to, but I want to get heated because they are nagging us. This is like the people who are leaving dog poop on my doorstep and ringing the doorbell. People, this do, is people this do is that. this is the newcomers are them staying at at the door for the first time. <laughs> Not having the balls. ready. (laughs) That's such a ballsy move to drop down a flaming bag of dog poop, ring the doorbell, and then just stand there and wait for them to come out. Because you're built like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) To all the newcomers, to all the day ones, welcome to the podcast. Uh, As I said, my name is Roy Powers. I'm going to be your chief investigator uh, for this evening. This week, we have a listener submission, which we always love. Lucas Galino emailed into thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. Immediately, this email got my attention. He wrote, (laughs) You guys think you're cool, huh? Think you're pretty clever giving double yeses to alien sightings with 200 witnesses? Well, guess what? It's time for the first cryptid double yes since the Flatwoods Monster. The Enfield Horror. So first off, I saw the word Enfield, and obviously if you're in the paranormal profession... That means one thing. That means one thing. It's the Enfield hauntings. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw this, I was like, there's a monster involved? Did I miss something? Did something slip through the cracks? Uh, but no, we are talking about Enfield, Illinois, in America. It, oh, okay. So, right. So whenever, you know, the Brits went over to America for the first time, took the English names with them and called it the same place. Very confusing. Because whenever I try to get the weather and I type in London and Apple weather has the goal to suggest London, Ontario first, I'm like, no, absolutely not. It's so confusing. I'm glad that this is a new story because I investigated the Enfield hauntings and it's it was very possible I dropped the ball and missed an entire monster. Or also very possible that I didn't listen throughout the whole episode. <laughs> and I think that we're doing this for the first time. The Enfield hauntings. Uh, no, we are going uh, to Illinois, Enfield, 1973. It's a rainy night around 9.30 when Henry McDaniel and his wife were driving back home to their kids. As the car rolls into the driveway, they head up the path to the front door. Huh, that's strange. Every single light in the house is on. What are these kids up to? The pair unlock the front door and head inside. Kids, we're home! Their two kids, Lil and Henry, run downstairs. But something's wrong. They're both in tears, completely distraught. What the heck is the matter, kids? The children told him about something outside the front door that was trying to get in. What? They said they couldn't see anything, but they could hear a horrible scratching noise, like an animal was clawing at the door. Whoa. Mr. McDaniel laughed. (laughs) You kids have too active an imagination with your Pokemon and your Beyblades. I think it's time for bed. 
Didn't you say it was 1973? Oh shit! Yeah, there's some. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, what 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 was the Pokemon pogs. of the 19s? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. With your hula hoops and your whatever the that thing is where you hit a hoop with a stick. I have no idea. I think you've gone too far back in time, though. <laughs> you are right. To be fair, it's 1970s, so these kids probably don't don't have any games like we had. don't have their they don't Xboxes. have any fun let's no. be honest their their idea of fun was clocking off from the factory floors at about eight at night and then just fighting each other with rocks that was, that was those are children's games yeah i think they ate the weakest as well of course to become stronger mr mcdaniel opened the front door showed the kids there was nothing there and they calmed down so mrs mcdaniel walked the kids upstairs while her husband got settled while he was taking his coat off, he heard a noise at the front door. A horrible scraping sound, like something was trying to get inside. He slowly walked over to the front door and cracked it open to peek outside. It was dark, but in the moonlight, he could see something truly horrible. A demonic creature hunched over, clawing at the door. It was a dark grayish colored beast with three legs and two pink eyes the size of flashlights. Two pink eyes? And what'd you say, three legs? Three legs, mother Not even an even amount. That's, that's, that's demonic. That's an impractical amount of legs. There's no way <laughs> you can't move back. faster. It's only going to be a hindrance. At no point in the evolution of humans did we even veer towards a third leg. No. That, how is that going to help you? Give me, a, give me, I don't know, a third eye. Give me a second I don't need a third leg. So you can pee twice as fast? <laughs> exactly. What'd you, how many eyes did you say? Uh, two eyes. Only two, two, two okay. eyes. The size of flashlights, though. Shit. Uh, so Like a freaking fly. You know how <laughs> flies have those giant crazy oh, eyes? yeah. Sort of like that. He immediately slammed the door, locking it several times. His daughter appeared at the top of the stairs. What is it, Daddy? Mr. McDaniel turned. Everybody get the f inside! Lock the doors! We are inside! <laughs> he ran up the stairs, opened his wardrobe, grabbed his 22 millimeter. Hell. <laughs> is, what is that, a pistol? I think so, yeah. Uh, I don't know a lot about guns. Isn't it weird that with guns, it's like the smaller the gun, the more it's like, why do you have that? Yeah, that's sne- is a sneaky because, little thing. <laughs> because a shotgun is like, you're a man of the earth, a farmer. Of course, yeah. A, a practical man looks after his family. If you have a pistol, you have a piece? <laughs> you have one of those like tiny guns that like Victorian prostitutes would hide <laughs> in their ankles, like have strapped to their thighs. Why? What's wrong with you? Why are you hiding that in your sock drawer? It's super weird. Yeah, your, your gun says a lot about you. It, also, if you have a revolver... That's like, you're you're some kind of like Hunter S. Thompson, modern day cowboy guy. Yeah, which I would have pegged uh, Mr. McDaniel for, because, you know, it's it's Illinois. He seems like a, somewhat of a Southern gentleman. Wait, where's Illinois? <laughs> hey, Siri. What the f- am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of looking at the floor. Rory just looked at the sky as if he was praying. Something answered. Hey, Siri, where are you? What's going Siri's on? Siri's in the corner of the room with a predator-style f***ing <laughs> night vision <laughs> scanning the room. Okay, here it is. Hey, Siri, where is Illinois? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are, we are not looking at a southern gentleman. Okay. He is he's a northern boy. 
with a very northern gun, a 22 millimeter. He grabbed his gun and headed back to the front door. Without a moment of hesitation, he threw the door open and unloaded into the darkness. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We really are in Chicago. Later, Henry would say, When I fired that first shot, I knew I hit it. Allegedly, the beast. The first shot? Why do you keep going then? <laughs> gotta make sure it doesn't get up. That's true. Allegedly, the beast hissed at him almost like a wildcat before hopping away into the darkness of the night. Like a wildcat. <laughs> Henry claims that the creature took off in the direction of the railroad, covering over 50 feet in only three leaps. That's that third leg kicking in. Right. We're starting to see the benefits here. Yeah. I don't do a lot of hopping uh, day to day. No. But that's because I'm a two-legged chump. Yeah. You give me that third leg, I'm going to be like a goddamn kangaroo man. And we have, of course, you mentioned the leaps. We have, of course, covered other leaping cryptids in this paranormal life history, such as spring Hill Jack. I don't remember the others, but there have been others that jump around. Uh, Phantom kangaroos, we investigated. Phantom kangaroos. Might just be those two. Might be those two. So not especially common, but an established cryptid method of transport. Yeah. Bigfoot remains grounded. He's a pretty bottom heavy guy. Uh, He can only, he can speed walk. That's about, he can't run. He's a bit top heavy. So Henry decided at this point, it was best to leave the chase here and call the police. Hello, Sheriff. You're going to want to get down here and bring the boys too. You're going to need them. State troopers arrived and interviewed Mr. McDaniel, along with his kids, who told them about the strange scratching noises they had heard before their parents had even come home. The state troopers also searched the surroundings of the house, looking for any evidence of the creature's existence, and unbelievably, they found some. Scratches were discovered along the sides of the house, along with a set of footprints that looked similar to a dog's, except... There were six toes instead of four. Hmm. And of course, prints for three legs. That's crazy. Yeah. So it looks like dog paws. That's that's good to establish. It, it We can very easily picture that in our minds. You, you don't even have to picture it in your mind. I have an artist's illustration of, okay. of what the beast could have possibly looked like. Very interesting. This thing is scary. This looks like the creepy ass fish that are at the very very bottom of the ocean mm. god's mistakes i call them yeah you're gonna want to see this <laughs> oh no they have illustrated this in some kind of paranormal fog as well it's eyes glowing literally like flashlights yeah this is hideous it has a paws like a dog it has thighs of a thick human it has it is dummy thick a tail that turns into a leg so that's the third leg somehow it has little tyrannosaurus rex arms yeah but the body of a worm and the head of a a, a worm also pretty much very wormy disgusting now i will just you know we always have to cover all bases of probability here roy and i would like to flag something that is possible and so we need to get it out there sure if it has paws like a dog, yep. Is it a three-legged dog? I mean, you you're seeing this thing. I don't think it is a three-legged dog. Usually, you know, you could say, yeah, there's a chance it's not an extra leg, it's missing a leg. Yeah. But what about the toes? Six toes? I actually looked into this because I wanted to know how weird it is for something to have six toes. 
Mm. Basically, no animal in the world has six toes. Nothing needs six toes. Aside from some uh, genetic mishaps. Hey, we, we don't need five toes. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That, that little guy down there, he's doing nothing. Absolutely jack shit. Which one of the piggies goes to the market? What? When the thing with the toes, which little piggy goes to the market? Is it the first one or the last one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever one goes to the You've market. You've got a gun to my head. Which of the piggies? I don't know. Weird German accent for some reason. Which of the little piggies goes to the market? Yeah, your point being, it does jack all. It does diddly. I could wake up one morning and it would be gone. I probably wouldn't notice it. You probably fall over instantly. Oh, he was doing an awful lot, it turns out. <laughs> this son of a bitch having six toes makes it the, I'm pretty sure... The only creature in the world to have six toes. Interesting. Aside from maybe frogs. Maybe there was something about frogs. Maybe there's a lot of frogs in the world. So you might want to know if there's some frogs with six toes. But frogs don't have claws. So if there's a creature that was clawing at the door, it obviously wasn't a frog. Although it might have said, might have read he something He is hopping about though. Toads. He is hopping. Yeah. Could be some kind of toad. Yeah. Maybe, possibly. He did hop away. Mr. McDaniels pleaded with the officers to believe him. Look, I know it sounds crazy, but honestly, this, this, this creature is still out there, alive. The officer replies, Don't worry, Mr. McDaniels, we're handling the situation. Then, he fired up his radio. Sheriff Poshard here. We got a 1091V. Animal attack. Creature has left the site. Is this the second case? That's right, we're at the second location. The second case? The second case. Mr. McDaniel froze. Wait, a second location? It turns out, just 30 minutes earlier, their 10-year-old neighbor, Greg Garrett, was out playing in the backyard of his rural home when a gray, twisted beast jumped out from the darkness to attack him. Greg said the creature stomped on his foot with its claws and shredded one of his shoes. What? This thing got very up close. Yeah. Oh my god. According to Greg, the creature was five feet tall, three legs, huge red eyes. Oh, that was the end. <laughs> huge red eyes. <laughs> That's enough. That's fine. So what are you thinking, Kit? This is what you love to see in a cryptid case, is two encounters in one night from different perspectives. Cross corroborated evidence because so, now now we have uh not only mr mcdaniels but his whole family the kids and the neighbors it's so true i mean this is the crucial thing that they all reported the same thing it would be a little difficult if one person said it was say a dog or indeed a frog but if one of the other witnesses said it was a gray demon beast of the night um mm -hmm. but actually both of these witnesses got up close and personal one even got attacked themselves one even shot a 22 millimeter into it yeah this thing's having a wild night yeah shredding boys clothes getting shot at running around the railroads hopping a bunch that's on this part of my life that's what we call friday but for most people that's a crazy night that's a crazy night yeah very interesting also nice to have um an encounter right beside the place of the first encounter just so we know there is a definite link between these two cases yeah Interesting that the police have a code for this. They do classify it as an animal attack. That's probably a good call. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, actually, that is the right code. I did look this up. I believe a 1091V is uh, 
either like an animal attack or vicious animal or right, maybe well, like animal bite something like that you did serve a lot of time in the illinois police department so you should know what it is i'll be honest with you sometimes i just made up i just made up my own numbers just for just for fun what how how could that possibly pay off whenever so, the support officers turn up it was kind of they, <laughs> they think it's an armed robbery it was kind of like a roulette thing you would just like say Oh, I got a uh, 21X. And then and I'm going on lunch. And I'm, I'm going on lunch. You guys deal with it. <laughs> They're like, 21X? Next thing you know, you're watching the news. They've launched the president to Mars. They're like, whoa, You're shit. eating your sandwich, watching this unfold from a Subway sandwich TV screen. <laughs> what could a 21X possibly be? That means the president needs to be evacuated from the planet. By himself, by the way. He didn't even have any crew on board. They just <laughs> lost them in space. 21X sounds like the code you would need to summon the Galactic 12. Like if you call it in, we got a 21, a 21X. And then it's like, get the, there's like a, a yeah. special phone, you know, you have to turn two keys at the same time. Maybe like a book on a shelf that opens up a secret passageway to access. And behind it all, tin cans on a string yeah. straight to the Galactic 12 base, which is next door. It it's is. a treehouse. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. They hang out. The police had arrived at both of these scenes too late. The creature in both cases had escaped, but it wouldn't be the last of the Enfield monster. Flash forward to just over a week later. It's 3 a.m. and Henry McDaniel and his family are sleeping soundly when the neighbor's dogs begin to bark. <laughs> Damn it, stupid dogs, he said as he threw on a robe and headed outside to see what the commotion was. Out by the neighbor's house, he could see their dogs barking at something, emerging from the darkness. It was a five-foot-tall, little three-legged freak. Son, grab the 22 <laughs> mil! The creature hopped around for a bit, back and forward, before taking off in the direction of the train tracks. And that was all Henry McDaniels needed. From that point onward, he was convinced that this creature was real and went about telling everyone in town about the Enfield monster. Wow. He told the stories to locals, newspapers, and even went on live TV. In one press interview, McDaniel said, If they do find it, they'll find more than one, and they won't be from this planet, I can tell you. Well, okay, okay, okay. We're gonna have to slow him down there because he's just seen... <laughs> A hazy shadow yeah. of a five-foot beast in yeah, his yard. By by all accounts, the same beast, by the way. But he's gone on record to say there's absolutely more than one, and they're not even from Earth. He does not have the authority to make either no. of those statements. No, I don't think the police would agree with that. Nothing At no point in his encounter would any of those points be made clear. There was no there was no reason to assume there'd be more than one. If anything, it is the paws of a dog. It is very <laughs> much of this earth. It's definitely over another planet. He even called into local radio station WWKI to talk about the second time he saw the creature. You're listening to WWKI Illinois with show host Rick Rainbow. Rick Rainbow. WWKI. Rainbow. Oh my God. Yo, Rick Rainbow here catching you up on all the local Illinois news. Of course, we're talking about the Enfield monster. Joining us is Henry McDaniels. Talk to us, Henry. So I saw something moving out on the railroad track and there it stood. I didn't shoot at it or anything. 
I started on down the railroad track. It wasn't in a hurry or anything. Radio host Rick Rainbow was so blown away by the story that he himself decided to head out with a crew to see if he could catch a glimpse of the beast. Wow. And apparently, he did. What? That's right, Rick Rainbow out on the streets, paranormal hunting. I mean, of course, I'm going to bring my gun just in case. The team reported observing an ape-like creature standing in an abandoned building near McDaniel's house. They claimed to have made a recording of the creature's cries and fired a shot at it before it fled. Of course. Don't want to call some kind of animal control authority, no? Absolutely not. Sometimes you got to take these matters into your own hands. Okay, sure. It has to die, apparently. Why does everyone have a gun in this town and very much wants to use it? It's insane. This is interesting. You know, you've got someone in the media, obviously a very... Uh, well-respected radio host Rick Rainbow out here looking at this cryptid and sure some people will say that it's fake but all I'm gonna say is as someone who has also had an experience witnessing observing an ape-like gorilla man uh, you know this this really hits home for me okay well I don't know how similar it is because they said it was like an ape but at first it was like a toad or a dog or you know yeah but I, I guess my point being is that like this, this means a lot to me because as I've told you before, um, yeah, you have the the gorilla man that I saw in Dublin <laughs> times actually a little the, too many times for my liking. The the gorilla man that I saw in Dub Dublin, yeah, well, uh, okay, my own yeah, you told case. me, you told me, so I, I don't saying, need I, to hear it again. I had a lot of people that didn't believe me and called me crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, me included. Yeah, but I think if 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 even if I told the story on the podcast, well, where's this going? What's the point of this? <laughs> well, the kind of the point is that. You know, I, that that's my paranormal story and that's yeah. my, and we're seeing a similar case here. So it kind of links. I don't know how similar it is because your story, it was just uh, one f***ing loser saw it. Wow. Whereas in this story, uh, does a bun- Rick Rainbow saw it. So that's actually a pretty cool guy. Pretty jacked, smart guy. I guess it, it doesn't really matter who saw it because. Oh, it does. And there's multiple sources on this one, multiple witnesses. So it's really nothing like. Well, I case. actually, my whole, the whole baseball team. And your team, case was, would oh. never be investigated on this paranormal life because it's a deadbeat case it's 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 got nothing going for it it's not entertaining it's not true well as i said i i didn't necessarily have a gun in my paranormal encounter but rick rainbow did fire a shot at the beast and it fled obviously this didn't help the situation a big radio host who's broadcasting to hundreds nay thousands of people saying that he himself saw the beast News of this creature spread like wildfire. In the coming weeks, more and more people came to visit Enfield in the hopes of spotting or killing the monster. Why so violent? Some were self-proclaimed monster hunters. Others, just drunken locals with guns. There's really no difference. We are, of course, my friends, heading into the territory of full-blown dad squads roaming the streets with their weapons. It escalated to the point where five hunters had to be arrested for essentially opening fire into the woods after seeing a gray object. (laughs) I just want to thank the Illinois police for trying to stop some of this. If I owned a gun, I don't know how it works in the States. I feel like if I owned a gun... I think you're the law now. uh, No, I would be so (laughs) terrified. No, that you have the mentality of the monster hunter, it seems like. I control the future. Of, when I have the gun. Of, of time? Yeah, of time. And space, probably. I would assume that if I so much as fired the gun once, 
that the police were going to descend on me <laughs> in seconds. That might be a UK thing. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I, I was born in America. But I don't remember gunfire being a huge part of it. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's not as weird a thing. Because you're born there. It's like the opposite of a water birth. is like a gunfire birth. <laughs> yeah. It's a, when I came out healthy, they were like, it's a boy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it freaks me out because... Every bullet has to go somewhere, you know? Even yeah. if you're firing your gun up into the sky, that's coming down somewhere pretty fast, actually. So having the audacity to think it is fine to open fire into the woods because you saw a gray object. You're in the woods. Yeah. If you're, if you're wondering what uh, what could possibly be in the woods, you're in the woods. <laughs> Someone could be doing the same thing back at you. <laughs> This non-stop stream of gun-toting maniacs eventually prompted local sheriff Roy Poshard Jr. to pay a little visit to Henry McDaniel and tell him, Look, you need to keep your mouth shut about this monster, or I will be forced to incarcerate you. Whoa. This, of course, had no effect whatsoever. World-renowned cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman even visited the town and listened to the recording Rick Rainbow had made. She would later tell the press, I traveled to Enfield. I don't know if she's British. I traveled to Enfield, interviewed the witnesses, looked at the side of the house the Enfield monster had damaged, heard some strange screeching, banshee-like sounds, and walked away bewildered. So I don't think she got a lot. Uh, from visiting the town. Okay. I mean, anyone would have been bewildered. I don't know where the cryptozoologist expert side of things comes into it there, but... Yeah, I do really like the idea of her getting on the plane, going to Enfield, listening to the recordings, looking at all the scratches, and then she's sitting on the plane back home being like, what the f*** was that? <laughs> I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> like a fever dream. It's interesting that the police tried to shut him down because this is... Listen, that's MIB behavior. Yeah. Trying to silence a paranormal witness. Oh, yeah. Textbook. But, you know, we do sympathize with the local police here because we just heard testament that vigilantes were just firing into the woods. And you can't have that. Listen, it ain't safe. It's true. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. This is a... Somewhat, there's a cover-up, but maybe for this safety and well-being of the local people yeah if i think if i was mr mcdaniels and the police chief comes to me and tells me to stop spreading the truth to stop warning people i'd be like this i'd be like hey mr police officer it's kind of weird when you just knocked on my door there it sounded a bit like scratches my friend and your little mr mcdaniel i don't know where this guys is going i i do not have, I have white eyes don't belong I have on beautiful my blue what my wife says i have beautiful blue eyes it'd be a real shame are you threatening a police officer, so, sir? Are no, you threatening I, a police no, officer? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. Because we have my, my, my coworker here, uh, Mr. Samuel. Oh, he, he's, sir. He's a witness. Hello. Yes, he is a. Sorry, he's a police chief here locally, and he's a witness to what is going Hi. on. And this looks a lot like you're trying to. No, 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 no. You're getting the wrong end of the stick here. Can I? Can we uh, sidebar for a second? Just over here for one minute. <sighs> yes. All right. I'm gonna fucking kill you, dude. Okay, I'm so gonna... Sam, Mr. Samuels can hear that. Oh, I uh, can hear the whole Sam, thing. In fact, we Samuel? are recording. We record oh! every interview here oh! in Illinois as standard practice. So, wow. All right. You know, just listen, Mr. McDaniel, if I can call you that. Of course. Because it's your name. Yeah. And you're the authority here. We're on your side. We just we just want there to be peace here in town. And we're not trying to shut you down. Listen, I believe in the monster. Great. 
if I could just get a verbal agreement out of you that you will stop firing into the woods. I promise you, sir, that I will not fire my gun any more times into the woods. Quick sidebar, though, just over here. Uh, Yes. lied asshole okay we're taking you that time oh god i'm leaning into the police officer's recording mic (laughs) (laughs) and make sure you get this you (laughs) demon assholes (laughs) it's like hard cut to now me sitting in the witness box at court them playing back the recordings and yeah if you try and fucking arrest me i will struggle and i will kill everyone and that is of course uh exhibit a the recording uh where the suspect Basically announced that he was going to commit the murder. In hindsight, that was not the smartest idea. But who's wearing a (laughs) wire now? (laughs) We already record everything that gets said in court. Now, I will say that even though that's pretty much most of, if not all, the main sightings for the Enfield monster, around 1941, there was a series of similar sightings in the small village of Mount Vernon, which is less than 40 miles away from Enfield. Now, these sightings were of a mysterious, leaping cryptid that was supposedly responsible for a number of animal deaths and mutilations in the region. Interesting. Textbook cryptid, dangerous cryptid behavior, animal mutilation. Yeah. The locals called this creature the Mount Vernon Monster and described it as being vaguely baboon-like in appearance and Mm. being able to leap anywhere from 20 to 40 feet in a single bound. All right, interesting that we've gone a little bit from dog-like to ape-like. Yeah. Some monkey characteristics going on here, which could explain some of the jumping. Yeah, yeah, you can see that. Maybe that third leg is also a bit of a tail, like a monkey's tail. It's hard to know. I will say that, obviously, these sightings were in 1941, whereas uh, the sightings of the Enfield monster are in the 1970s. So we're, I mean, this guy's in his 30s at this point. Min. Minimum. Yeah, Minimum and that's, that's him killing cattle in the 40s as a baby. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's possible that it's, a, it's an older monster. It's true. Unfortunately, that's kind of where the trail goes cold, which isn't really a good sign if the uh, other example of sightings you have are not even in the same location or the same time. <laughs> it, they just both jump. Yeah, they both are just jumping cryptids. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. But we have such a, such a damn convincing paranormal tale from... Henry McDaniel, and Rick Rainbow, and everyone who came in contact with the beast. We had scratches on the door that the police had seen, and the neighbors next door even saying that their little boy was attacked by the monster. What are you thinking, Kit? This is a weird case because we started off so strong. We started off with three different witnesses of the same beast almost the same night, uh, quickly corroborated by the local radio dj someone in the media someone someone with credibility to lose who yeah. also went out there put their ass on the line with their gun and their friends went out hunting the beast saw it uh and said it was true yeah so a bunch of people all in the beginning saying this thing's real but then it seems to taper off real quick we don't see any other physical evidence for this thing existing after that point leaves us in a tricky situation as investigators trying to decide whether this is real or not, because are those initial sightings good enough for us to say this is real? Yeah, definitely. And again, little bit damning here that even though we mention all this evidence, the scratches, the footprints of the three legs with the six toes, uh, I searched pretty intensely and I pretty much couldn't find anything. I couldn't find pictures yeah. of the scratches. There was something that looked like someone had mocked up what the uh, six-toed prints would look like. But there's no physical evidence, really, that we're, that we're looking at here. Word of mouth. We're looking at all the other parts of the Golden Pyramid of Truth. Golden Pyramid of Truth. That's true. That is true. But yet we do still, like you mentioned, like physical evidence. I think it's time to come down on a conclusion. Because we could sit here all day and go back and forth. I think it's time to make a decision. This week, looking into the case of the Enfield Monster, it is from me, personally, a no. It's a monkey. It's, uh, it's also a no. <laughs> well, it's probably not a monkey because the thing had three legs and six toes. Which Listen, I've already said, if it, unless it's a genetic... There mishap. have been other sightings right. in parts of the British Isles. I don't want to be too specific because it's probably going to be an up, upcoming investigation that I'm working quite hard on. But there, there ha were sightings in the 90s in, I might as well say it, Dublin, Ireland, of a monkey cryptid. And Sorry, you're doing this case? What? Wait, I don't know which case you're talking about. You're looking into a case of a monkey yeah. in Dublin. Well, not a, a monkey. A gorilla man. Well, I wouldn't go as far to say gorilla uh, after man. After all the times that you told me not uh, to hold do on my... Hold on a second. Your story <laughs> is gobbledygook. It is fantasy. But there are credible witnesses <laughs> from a young baseball team... That's my team! 
That's my team. Those are the ones I was with. This you're a team of winners. There's no way a loser <laughs> like you would be on the team. You're this investigating was... my story. That's my life. I was the witness. This is definitely a different story. I don't know why you think these would be the same because this the story is... I'm working on, this, is... this big story, which I think is going to be the first triple parter we've this ever is done. F***ed. What's happening? Well, look, at least, at the very least, I know that next week it'll be a double yes. That'll at least guarantee me that, which unfortunately it is not this week. We're looking at a double no. This is a great case. Uh, I love the creature. I love the story. I love the characters um, that went and investigated the beast. There's just nothing. There's nothing there. It's like yeah. eating a sandwich that you just buttered two slices of bread and put it together. There's nothing in it. There's not even like a friggin' grape in the middle of it i don't know i can think of anything that goes in a sandwich right well a grape that yeah that would be that to be fair that's the minimum to make something a sandwich it's the smallest little piece maybe a raisin or a peanut a a single raisin sandwich (laughs) peanut sandwich (laughs) (laughs) this this case is a peanut sandwich there's not there's really nothing in there except a little nugget of um just stories and rumors uh i think even i didn't want to include this until the very end i think even the boy who who was attacked by the creature came out and said he lied uh, Great. And, and he made that up just to um to make the story more exciting bold of you to leave that out until yeah. the end i'm bold of me to tell the story as if the police officers had just heard about the first sighting when they were at the second sighting obviously they hadn't because the boy made it up so just wrapping that up nice little bow tying all those loose ends together that is suspension of disbelief and that is hollywood baby that's it you know look we will always give you the right answer which is a yes or a no as to whether or not something is paranormal but we will do mad shit on the way Mm -hmm. and that's what this podcast is about it's like getting a taxi ride from a freaking baboon yeah this son of a bitch is he's in the wrong lane he's got bananas on his mind he's wild (laughs) but somehow but does he get you to the to the right location at least sometimes half the time this analogy is kind of getting away from me a little bit so is this are you saying that we don't get to the right destination half i'm the time. saying that we do our best like that monkey the, does the baboon it sounds like he's got bananas on his mind for sure he's actually not really invested in the 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 taxi he's not even there yeah. a lot of the time because you can't keep him in a small enclosure but like that monkey sometimes we will get you to the right place and i think that's what we did this week we took a crazy ride with a baboon driver and we got to double no city which is exactly where we needed to go for this case so thank you for listening uh wow i crushed that analogy that was perfect man i should be like a friggin poet or something um thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast i hope you enjoyed it obviously we'll be back next week with uh, another story but before we go we want to tell you about a little thing called patreon.com that's right my friends because like the monkey we've got bananas on our mind but the bananas our money. Uh, this is it's yeah, this is con- this, I ha- it was so perfect it's the first not a time very, I told I'll this. say it's not elegant. It's, it's not, not an not elegant, elegant analogy. Um, we could probably just tell them straight up what Patreon is. We don't even need an analogy. Well, let's I not, would say let's not ditch it just yet because I feel like I might be able to rein it back. It, the same one. All right, it's the same one. All yeah, right, so, go for it. So like the the banana the bananas are money, and we we need uh, to to make the show. The show costs money and time. 
Uh, so well, don't mo- say it costs bananas because that's it costs bananas, true. and I guess time is. That's fine. What's time to a monkey? It's time. Monkeys live in time. Sure. As well. Okay. Money being bananas is kind of fine. Let's just we go with this. Just stick with that. to that. All right. So for for as little as five bananas a month, okay, you can get some confusing. sweet bonus content, guys. We don't run ads on this podcast, so we don't get any bananas from ads. The only way we can get our bananas is from the support of our lovely zookeepers over at Patreon.com. So uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, you want to get some awesome rewards like bonus episodes, merch, bananas. No, no, you don't get bananas. There actually. aren't bananas. We, we get bananas. Because no, 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 no. um, that makes it sound like we give people money. This is, it's it's really getting away from me here. Uh, just head on over to patreon.com and check it out. You're going to love it. It's great. And obviously at the end of our podcast, what we like to do is give a special shout out to some of the people that support us on Patreon. Special thank you to Francisco the Roofer Batista. Francisco the man with the roofing plan. Nice. This guy could do any type of roof uh, you you want. Pointy roof, flat roof. Um, That's pretty much Sistine Chapel. Whoa! What? You can't do that I'm with you because that was Michelangelo. That was one of a kind. Of course, Francisco couldn't do anything like that. But uh, you know, pretty good roof guy. Francisco, I insist yo do my roof. Insist you do my roof. Thank you also to Robert Heaney. Robert Heaney, the big bad meanie. This guy is a jerk to everyone. Even like kids, uh, mall Santas, you know, the sweetest, kindest people on the earth. <laughs> mall Santas are, they should get Nobel Peace Prizes. They course. absolutely should. And he's horrible to them. He sits on their lap and he's like, I, here's what I, I want for Christmas. I want you to you, I want you to shut the f*** up. Oh my god. It's like, what are you That's doing, man? He's taking do time out of his day. Don't, do Don't be such a meanie. Thank you to Andy Birch. Andy Birch likes to perch on like in bra- on branches. Like a little bird. Like a little gargoyle more like. Oh god, yeah. People find it weird. But some people find it charming, you know? It's almost like a yoga pose. It's not perch. charming. It's a little weird. Because he, he doesn't have to screw up his face like a gargoyle, but he does it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're really doubling down on the gargoyle uh, part of it, which, you know, hey, you do you, man. Thank you to Sarah the Barbarian. Sarah the Barbarian, really more of as a name. She kind of calls herself that to scare people off. Freak em, She's freak actually sweet. Yeah, she is. She's very chill. Doesn't have a violent bone in her body. But you tell people you're a barbarian, they don't f- with you. They don't mess with you. That's smart. I've been telling people I'm a Teletubby, and they pretty much want to throw down immediately. So I need to learn from her. Thank you to Michelle Martin. Come on down to Michelle Shells. That's right, the beach shack that's got it all. All types of shells. Okay, not, so not everything. everything. Very limited stock as well okay. on the shells. What? Yeah. All right, well, can I just... She's massively That's inland. good because I'm not... Okay, I'm not picky though. So if I, can I just get any shell, any shell of any kind? Uh, we, we, uh, we have driftwood, sea glass. What? You don't know if you... We're out of shells. There's no more shells left. Shells, shells, out of shells. <laughs> Michelle's, Michelle does sell shells, but they're, they're sold out. Thank you to Daniel Morrison. Daniel isn't really into Yu-Gi-Oh. That's more his son. What? Daniel Moore's son. Oh, more his son. Oh, that, hey, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, not really into Yu-Gi-Oh, but he does have all five cards of Exodia. So he's massively into No, Yu-Gi-Oh. he first booster pack. The first got pack. The five parts of Exodia. Oh my god. 
That's insane. He is a god for that, yes. Thank you to Stephanie View Egg. Stephanie, uh, we're new to the luxury egg market, but we would love to view egg. We would love to view egg. If you have any egg available, we would like to view, <laughs> view egg. We all know that the paranormal commune is low on eggs, so uh, if we could schedule an appointment ASAP, that would be great. Just, in fact, just skip egg. We need to view eggs. Yeah. Plural. Thank you also to Lewis Clark. Lewis Clark loves the dark. He spent so much time in the dark, he's developed bat eyes. Wait, bats are blind. <laughs> he's developed bat ears sonar. Wow. That's right. He can pretty much, he's pretty much got night vision G's in his brain, which is crazy. Um, he's not using that for anything valuable, really. Uh, he just plays like beer pong in the dark, reads in the dark. He's not really like doing the whole Batman thing or anything. Listen to podcasts in the dark, which we can all do. You don't need light to no, do that. No, but uh, he's fact, having a good these, time. The ears get in the way because they don't work on normal shit. His, actually, his bat ears are now so sensitive he can barely even listen to it without bursting his eardrums. It's honestly kind of annoying because we have to release a bat edition of the podcast every week just for him. Yeah. Thank you also to Daniel Gomez. We gotta go res Daniel Gomez. Because this guy can't play video games to save his life. He's always down. He always needs to be resurrected. By his homies. By his... <laughs> you gotta learn how to stay alive, dude. Or at least play the healer. Just be the healer, then you, you know. You do the resin. But then it's, it's, when he dies, it's even That is super resin. You don't have any healers. Yeah, just do some, do some practice. More practice. Thank you too, Paul McNaughton. They call him Tall Paul on account of how tall he is compared to, well, his small family. He is three foot nothing. But the family, they're ants. Absolute ants. Literal ants. His brothers, Small Paul Jr. He's obviously Small Paul. Tall Paul Sr. Uh, You'd think that would be the name of the dad. But uh, weirdly, they gave Sr. to the kid. Makes sense. Because he's so damn tall. (laughs) They call the dad baby. Weird. Weird family. Thank you also to Devlin. Devlin's always inviting the devil in. Yeah, that's bad. Bad idea. Not you good. Don't do that. You want the other one. God. <laughs> Whatever his name is. <laughs> but you seem like you're having a pretty decent time with him, hanging out, watching anime. Uh, so just keep it going, but keep an eye on him. He's a sneaky little bastard. Thanks also to Frisian Kai. I don't know if we've ever had a Kai in the This Paranormal Life Secret Society or Commune. That is utterly ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any friends, animal friends who may have eggs? Uh, Freezing cow. Very true. Again, we really could do with some. So if you have that farmyard connect, let us know. He's like, well, I have like 20 gallons of milk. (laughs) Get that, get that. that shit out of my sight. Don't care. We need eggs. I don't want your milk. I want cheese and butter. Thanks also to Tyler Forrester. Tyler Forrester is a um, is a Tarzan man. He lives in the wild. He eats in the wild. He poops in the wild. He's just he's an untamed, probably raised by gorillas. I think that's what Tarzan was as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You picked a good species to be raised by, and it is cool because if Tarzan taught us anything, it's that even if you are raised by gorillas, if you are handsome, you have cool hair. The chicks will dig that. Yeah. Thank you also to Marcelo Pellegrino. 
Marcelo is a hard sell, yo. He's a tough guy to, to pitch to people. You're like, hey, I got this guy. Okay. His, his name is Marcelo. Yeah, I'd love to I, meet him. I yeah. think he'd really get along well. Yeah, I bet. Um, he's, he's super into crystals. Okay, you're losing me a little. But, uh, you know, I'm not so into those. But I guess we might his have favorite food. His favorite about. food is salt. Okay, well, that's a problem because we're going to... But, it, you know, we can eat what we're going to eat at the dinner party. And, and crayons. He, he eats crayons. Yeah, that's... See what I mean? It's hard. That's, yeah, and that's, that's all he does. I don't, I don't think I want to be friends. He's got literally no. no other defining characteristics. Jesus. Thank you also to Gareth Ramsey. Kablamsey Ramsey. This guy is on edge. 24-7. Ready to go. You're the slightest inconvenience and he kablams. He goes absolutely buck wild. Learn to meditate or something, Gareth. God he needs damn. to chill out for sure. Thanks also to Brandon Da Silva. Brandon, stop settling for Da Silva. We need to get you going for Da Gold. Of course. Listen, you're one of the best competitive skiers in the world. We all know that. We've known that for a long time. Yeah. We just need, you just need to believe in yourself. I, listen, I'm going to be your sports psychologist. We can do this. You can get the gold. Thank you too, Soapy Days. Do you ever just have one of those Soapy Days? <laughs> no. Where you just soap up the f*** is that I don't know you know you just like instead of like going to work or like playing video games like watching TV you just soap up no no okay no me neither that would be weird that would be super weird thank you also to Joe Frisbee often confused with Joe Boomerang uh, the friend who will always come back uh, Joe Frisbee never returns he will just like up and leave his family you, one day yeah you meet him for the first time he's like shake his hand oh hey nice to meet you don't even get the last name Frisbee before he is 180 and gone down the street absolutely thank you to Joe K Joe K is always Joe Kang making zingers left right and center it's like a comedy festival up in here I mean, you could be you could be delivering. I mean, just heart devastating news. Your your uh, your family passed away in a tragic car accident. Yeah. And he's like, oh hey, well, fuck them. I I could. And see, they're not I, always good zingers. They're That's not always the good zingers. Uh, sometimes he's just just a comical statement. Uh, obviously, he he usually comes up with something a little more clever than that. Because uh, he's a jokester. He's joking. Thank you, lastly but not leastly, to Connor Clappison. Connor loves to clap his son. Just for everything he does. His son has a bowl of cereal. You eat that cereal, champ. You earned it. You know, his son got uh, detention at school. Good job, boy. It's a little... Well, you can see how this is confusing. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. His son gets arrested uh, for drink driving, possibly killing the family that we just talked about earlier. Clap it out. Oh, well, don't clap, clap for that. For God's sake, he's in the dark. It's very, this child is very confused. He doesn't know what's good and what's bad in, anymore. But luckily, we do. And what's good is this paranormal life, hey. which couldn't exist with all of the lovely support from the people that we have mentioned. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And as always, we will be back next week with a brand new paranormal tale.